Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. When we come to celebrate the feast of the Theotokos in the Dormition, we show ourselves to be like those early followers of Christ, those early Christians who came and gathered at the tomb of the Theotokos. In our iconography, we typically see a large group depicted in the icon gathered around Our Lady. And this large group also includes a couple figures of bishops. The first bishop is typically the Bishop of Jerusalem, St. James, the brother of the Lord. He is typically included with most of the other apostles, excluding Thomas, due to the tradition found in the writings of St. John Damascene, that St. Thomas missed the burial of the Theotokos and only came later to the tomb. One of the other bishops typically found in the icon is the first bishop of Athens, Dionysius. For Dionysius, the Areopagite was converted by St. Paul, the story of which is related to us in the 17th chapter of Acts. Dionysius later traveled to Jerusalem and met the Mother of God. He said of meeting her that the grace from her overwhelmed my heart and shook my very spirit. And you'll see these bishops and the icon over here on the tetrapod. But if you're a very keen observer of the icon, you will see that there are actually three people dressed bishop's attire with the omophorium. The third figure in the icon is that of St. Eurotheus. Now there's some historical controversy about who was actually the first bishop of Athens. Uh, it's said that St. Eurotheus in some traditions was the first bishop, and some traditions only call him a presbyter. So I think the iconographers, in their great wisdom to settle the controversy, included both of them in some of the icons. And it said that St. Herotheos also taught St. Dionysius and also attended uh, the Dormition of the Theotokos along with St. Dionysius. And so we can see that all these bishops are included in this icon. And so it is that the entire church the first recorded Gentile convert of St. Paul, who became a bishop, and the head of the church in Jerusalem, gather together in the icon to celebrate the one who is for us the example of how to live the Christian life. And the icon is trying to communicate to us that it is this entire church that gathers for this feast, that gathers at the funeral, funeral beer of the Mother of God the one whom the church gives as its first fruits to God. And of course, the Theotokos is the very best that the church has to offer to God. It is, she is the beginning of the harvest of the church. For you see, she is the first one after Christ to be in heaven, in body, and soul. Well, she is, historically speaking, not the first Christian to have died. She is the first one 
of this world to partake in the fullness of the resurrection. The end of the mortal life of the Theotokos is the beginning of her entry into heaven. It is a translation of life from this world into the next. And as such, this feast is a celebration of new life and glory. The Feast of the Dormition is placed at the end of our liturgical year. And that liturgical year, the cycle of fasts and feasts and celebrations, is our annual instruction on how to live the Christian life. It is our ongoing catechesis in the faith. And this feast is placed near the end of that cycle. Because while the resurrection of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ is our hope, it is in the Dormition that we see the concrete reality of the promise fulfilled. And for this reason, sometimes the Feast of the Dormition is referred to as the Summer Pascha. The mystery which occurred with the Theotokos in her translation of life from earth to heaven is the same expectation of all Christians. It is the certain fulfillment, the certain result of the one who lives the Christian life to the fullest. What we celebrate taking place for the Theotokos is what we also should expect for ourselves. This is a feast that shows us what the final steps of our baptismal journey will be. Our sacramental life revolves around the tetrapod. It is at the tetrapod that we complete our sacraments of initiation when we receive the Eucharist. It is at the tetrapod that we receive anointings. It is at the tetrapod that the couple is joined together in marriage. It is at the tetrapod that the monastic, or the one who is to advance in holy orders, receives their tonsure. And it is at the tetrapod that one day our coffin will be placed when we pass away, and our body is brought to the church for the prayers of the parastas. Our entire mortal Christian life is marked right here. But this feast shows us that we will have a new life, a new body that continues on, and that the culmination of the Christian life is found after this life in heaven. And for this, too, we have Our Lady as our example and our guide. Go to Jesus Christ.